Welcome to Own It with Team to Team. The topic for today is success, failure, and time management. A journey's end can either be a success or a failure, and everything done along the way has an effect on the end result, which more or less includes how usefully you spend your time. Now we have Ananti, who is um, a high school student, and like anyone else her age, she also has a lot on her plate and has her own ups and downs when it comes to balancing her academics, extracurriculars, and social life. So we can't wait to hear her views on the topic. Hi, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We're happy to have you here too. Um, so our first question for you is, how important of a role do you think time management has on the end result of any task? Important? I wouldn't say very important because I know many people who can pull off tasks and in the context of school, assignments and tests at the last minute and still get good grades. But in general, it is really important because I personally feel if you do something over a period of time, managing managing your time well, you're more likely to finish the task a lot more efficiently, I guess. And when it comes to goals, especially long-term goals, you can't really achieve it unless you really spend your time well achieving it because long-term goals aren't achieved aren't achieved by simply not working over a period of time. So I guess time management is really important for the result of any task or goal because it's all about the quality of the task and the quality of the assignment and um, how well you've achieved your goal. And that all happens over a period of time. Yes, that's true. I completely agree. For our next question, I would like to know how do you plan your time? Time? Honestly, just plan it or aim to plan it in a way that I'll end the day happy. Because honestly, I hate the feeling of being unproductive. And don't take it wrong when I say unproductive, because there's a difference or I feel there's a difference between being unproductive and just chilling, taking a break from something. Because unproductive is more like knowing you have work and also having free time, but still not doing the work. And chilling after... um, you know, doing work and taking a break is like knowing you've worked well today and you're just taking some chill time for yourself and just working on yourself and, you know, just trying to calm down from a hectic day. But anyways, what I mean by planning your day is basically, you know, to be happy by the end of the day, which means it doesn't necessarily have to be like studying, 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 or um, making sure you're ready for the test the next day. But it could also just be Um, doing the things you enjoy and meeting a certain goal with that because um, someone could like uh, like art really well and want to go to let's say like an art college and their their version of a productive day and planning their day would be more like you know spending like an hour doing art and for me personally personally even though I may not study every day I, I still feel like I've had a good day after you know going and playing a sport whether it's like squash or tennis or anything like that. So, yes, I just plan my time in a way that I, I'll be happy by the end of the day. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to look at it. Just focus on being happy by the end of the day. That's what matters the most. Okay, for the next question, what do you think makes people think success isn't achievable? And at what point do you think it's just easier to give up? Okay, I think that definitely depends on your definition of success. So what exactly is the definition of success for you guys? 
Prabhu but and for me, okay. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay, I'll go ahead. Um, yeah, okay. So for me, success means like when I do a task, if I'm satisfied with the end result, it defines a success with me. When you feel like accomplished, when you feel like you've done something and you're proud of what you've done. Yeah, I feel like it can't get any better than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I think that's a good way to define success. And obviously, there's also the much larger version of success, like, you know, like how some people think being the richest person in the world is or being the smartest person in the world. But um, I think I personally feel it's like the fear of failure that makes people think success isn't achievable. Because if you're, if you always have in your mind, oh God, I'm not good at English, I'm not good at writing essays, this essay is definitely not going to come out well, then chances are you're, you're going to be more focused on um, trying, trying to get that thought out of your mind than actually just focusing and doing your essay like how you normally would. And so um, it's harder for people to succeed thinking they're going to fail and, and having that fear of failing. But at the same time, like it's important to like, risk take and take opportunities because um, if someone wants to, if someone's definition of success is being, you know, a really great speaker and um, and they and they're really shy and they want to be able to speak well, then if they have the opportunity to, you know, take debating classes or go for a debate or some sort of public speaking event, a public speaking event, then they should they should really take opportunities because. There's no way that someone can be, you know, really successful unless they take opportunities and, you know, just take those risks once in a while. Yeah, I think that that's really good advice for me too because sometimes when I'm bad at something, I just tend to give up. Okay, yeah, that's actually a great way to look at it and great advice that I think everyone needs to hear. And um, what about the, at one point, do you think it's just easier to give up? I think when you say it like that, it's actually easy for anyone to give up at any point because I think giving up is like a really easy thing to do. Let's say um, you're playing a tournament and the other person is like way ahead of you in points and you just feel that, okay, you're not going to win, so you might as well give up. It's easy to give up or you're writing a test and you don't understand anything, you just give up. It's really easy to give up, but... I don't really think there's a point in which it's better to give up unless unless you're trying to like weigh out the opportunity cost of something and you need to focus on something um, and you like both. Let's say you like two things and you really need to focus on one of them. At the end of the day, you're probably going to have to give up on one of them to focus on the other. But I think that's one of the situations in which someone would give up. But in general, I don't think it's, I don't think there's a point in which someone should give up. Yeah, that's some really great advice. I definitely agree with what you said. Well, do you feel like you procrastinate a lot? And do you often feel overwhelmed or pressured to do things? And how do you get over this feeling? So, yes, I definitely do procrastinate, but I wouldn't say a lot. Sometimes I am just lazy and decide not to do work. But when you say the word procrastinate, I feel that everyone has a different definition for procrastinate. Shreya, what's your definition of procrastination? Oh, for me, procrastination is the definition for when I know that I have work to do, but I still don't do it. You, you get me? 
Yes, yes, I do. And Samiha? Um, I think from, to me, procrastination is waiting until the very last minute to do anything at all. And that's what procrastinating is to me. Yeah, so just like that, I think everyone has different definitions of procrastinating. For me, it would it would be waiting till the day before due date and not exactly on due date. But, but for someone else, it could be doing the work after the date's due. So just like that, I think everyone has procrastinated. Everyone feels like procrastinating. But in the at the end of the day, I procrastinate as well. And about the overwhelmed and pressure part, uh, yes, I do feel overwhelmed and pressured at times. And it, it, it happens mostly when I have tests to study for and I don't feel like I've done enough or what I've submitted isn't good enough when it comes to assignments and things. Because, um, you know, usually I feel that when you feel pressure, when you feel overwhelmed, it's because you haven't met a certain expectation. It could be, you know, an expectation of your own or someone else's. For example, if I felt if I wanted to like study like 10 pages in like half an hour, but ended up doing that in like two hours, I would feel quite pressured because I didn't live up to the expectation that I thought and that I wanted to. But then there's also the version where you don't meet someone else's expectation. Let's say you're in a group project and you have certain work to do for the team and you just, you know, end up not doing the work or you don't do it the way other people want to, then then when, you know, people start asking you why you've not done it a certain way or when you start questioning yourself about your integrity and how well you've done something, then you start feeling pressure, you start feeling overwhelmed and you won't know what to do and, you know, you just get all stressed out. So I think, you know, that's when you do feel overwhelmed or pressured. But when it comes to getting over this feeling, I think it's just doing it doing it the best way possible and just I know I know I know we hear it a lot when people just say you know just do it but that's literally the only thing you can do but another way to make it easier to do something is you know planning it out because you just especially for me when I just sit down figure out all the things I have to do put it in a list and then make a timetable saying okay, I want to do this at this time, I want to do that at that time, then I feel a lot more calm because I've spaced it out and, you know, now I'm not going to procrastinate because I have everything in a timetable. And, yeah, but when when I say, you know, sitting down making a timetable for yourself, you've also got to make sure you're not too hard on yourself because, um, you know, making sure you don't feel overwhelmed or pressured means you do something the best possible way for yourself which means, you know, making sure it's feasible. So if you're making a schedule, do it in a way that you think you'd actually be able to accomplish what you think you're going to do. Yeah, that's basically it. So yeah, that's actually a really great way to look at it. So a lot of people make um, timetables and schedules and plan their day out. So is that like a creative way you do it? Well, there's this one thing that I've done, and I just call it clear your plate, which is... Um, basically, I drew a circle on this whiteboard I have in my room and I wrote clear your plate on top and I wrote all of the work that I have inside that circle. So basically, let's say um, I, I have to finish this, you know, thousand word essay and I, I, 
then I would, you know, sit down, finish that essay. And then when I rub it off, you know, the whiteboard, when, you know, it says thousand word essay and I rub out that thousand word essay, I, it feels good because you know that you've accomplished like finishing something that you needed to finish. And I guess that's a good feeling. So it's nice to, you know, write down what you have to do and, you know, scratch it off or erase it when you've done it. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to stay motivated. Okay, um, for the next question, how much of an impact do your grades have on your work ethic and your mood? I mean, grades aren't the only thing that affects my, you know, my mood and my work ethic, but it's definitely part of it. It definitely has an impact. Like when I get good grades on a test or assignment, my liking for that subject grows and I take more interest in it and I'll study better for that subject and overall I'll be happy. But then if I get bad grades on a test, let's say um, it's science, then I'll end up, you know, not liking science and I'll feel demotivated when I like open the science textbook because because like I find it a lot harder and I didn't do well in the test. But the truth is that um, if something, you know, demotivate, demotivates the way you work or your mood, you have to work on it a lot harder than you work on it, than you work on for other subjects. Because I'm just taking me as an example. I, I, I'm not the best at science. As in, I'm, I'm, I'm averagely good in other subjects, but I find science the toughest. So instead of, you know, whining about how I get, how I got, a, you know, let's say a certain bad grade in science, I just, you know, study harder for science so that the next time I take a, a test like that, then I'd score better and I'd feel a lot more happy. So I guess if you feel demotivated or your mood goes down because of a certain grade, then the only thing you can do is do things to make you happy by increasing that grade. Yeah, that's some really good advice that some people could use. I definitely agree with all your points. So yeah, the next question is, do you think failing subjects or getting bad grades is the end of the world? Because I've said, met some people who think it is. What do you think about it? Okay, that's exaggeration. It's, it's not the end of the world, but it can definitely feel like your life is just going down in spirals. But firstly, the definition again for failure is different for everyone. Because um, for me, when it comes to tests, my definition of failure could be like getting a B on a test. But for other people, it could be a D. And for other people, other people it could be an F. So firstly, what people think failure is, is different. And, you know, once, once you just figure out that you've done badly in something or... Um, or, you know, something didn't go your way. It just means you have to work a lot harder for it. And yes, you're going to find it a lot tougher. But if you don't work on, you know, making that subject you fail to, you know, passing it later, then it's just going to get a lot harder as time goes by. So the best way to handle it is start working towards getting better grades. But when you say the end of the world, let's say this was like your IB exams or like, a test that would get you into your dream college and you failed it. The circumstance is different for people because let's say someone was depending on grades for the rest of their life. Like they don't do much, but all they can do is 
you know, get good grades because that's the future depends on it. Then they would be a lot more affected than someone who, let's say, is plays a national sport and is ranked in the world or ranked in their country. If they get bad grades, they're not going to be as affected because they already they already feel like they've achieved something. They've already you know they already have their sports to get through with life. So the definition of end of the world is also different for people, I guess. Yes, that's a great way of looking at it. Um, thank you so much, Ananti, for being on our podcast and sharing your views and perspective. It actually taught me a lot on product, how to be more productive. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely kind of inspiring in a way. Yeah, so now we've seen that everyone uses their time differently and also about how people feel about time management. Time management definitely ties in with success, even though the scale of importance varies for everyone. We'll be elaborating soon on this topic. That would conclude this episode. Thank you guys for listening and see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.